Welcome into a brand new episode of Audionauts. Your purveyors of pop culture, your super scions of streaming, your mega men of movies. I am your co-host Eric Oldboy, alongside the always mysterious Mr. Wren. How are you today, sir? Great, great. We got the sun out. It's oh, I know. nice. There's no rain. It's actually hot outside. It's for it's once. A, it's incredible. <laughs> yeah, because uh, we live in Oregon and it's not always warm. A lot of times it's very chilly and very wet. But not today, though. No, not today. What have you been uh, up to lately? You know, the same. Watching shows. Enjoying life. Enjoying life, watching shows. So what shows are you watching? Right now, I just started on the that Netflix show we talked about. Um, oh, I'm, I'm not, not okay, okay with this? Yeah, that one. Um, I was surprised how short of the episodes that it was. Like, there's only like seven episodes, and each one's like, it varies from like 19 to 25 minutes yeah. per episode, right? Yeah, only seven episodes. So it's like so short. It's like yeah. two and a half hours of media. Yeah, so I just started on that one. So we only watch episode one so far. Yeah. Well, let's let's just dive into the healthy stream and talk about that show because I'm pretty stoked. So I'm going to do my best to talk about it, give my opinions on it without spoiling anything this episode and let everybody know that we can spo- we'll spoil it all next episode. Yeah. So that gives everybody, I mean, you're talking about two and a half hours of television. If you're interested in the show, you'll have an entire week from this episode to watch it. So there's no reason to not have seen it. Wait, two and a half total, right? Yeah, total. So it's like a movie. It's basically. like a movie. Yeah. And I have some theories. So when we first saw that it was seven episodes with like 20, 25 minutes of pop, I kind of thought, oh, maybe it was meant to be a movie, and then they just decided to turn it into a television show. But having seen the entire series, I'm pretty sure what happened, or what my guess would be, is they got so excited about this show that they put it out when they only had half of it done, and they took all their half-hour, 45-minute episodes and cut them in half. Oh, really? So imagine instead of a seven-episode season, they had 14 episodes or 12 episodes, however yeah, many, yeah. locked in. Like, that's what they're going to make. But they got halfway through, and they said, well, this is actually a decent stopping point. Let's cut all these bigger episodes into short episodes and put this first half out immediately. Right, because there's so much competition out there right now. Right. They just need to get something out there. That's what it feels like, right. because they clearly leave it ready for more. So without giving anything away, it definitely ends on a let's watch season two type ending. Right. Um, it didn't take me any time to watch it, but I really, I, I liked it. I don't know that it's like um, season one Stranger Things level, but it's pretty good. What did you think about the first episode? Well, I thought it was kind of slow. Yeah, they, it's a slow they, burn. Yeah, they just kind of like introduce you to her and what her situation is. Yeah. And then like how crappy her life is. Right. Um, so you're saying that this whole season is like half of season one, basically. That's what I think. Right? Hmm. Yeah, because that's what it feels like. Is it is a slow burn. They don't. They're in no rush to introduce the powers. So the basic concept, and this isn't anything new. This was in the trailer. Is um, this young lady? She's 17 in high school. I don't know if they say what year she is. Like senior, junior. Well, she has to be like a junior, right? Maybe junior or senior. Well, she goes to a dance in one of the episodes. I think it was just like a dance anybody could go to. So yeah. let's let's go sophomore, junior, somewhere in there. Right. Um, she is uh, having some issues because her dad's died. And in the first episode, she keeps saying that he hung himself or something like that. Suicide. Oh, okay. Yeah, so her dad has committed suicide, 
and she's kind of defunct her her mom's kind of everybody's kind of fragmented over this they're not acting yeah. normal yeah but it's been about a year since their dad's suicide and so the show kind of like does this kind of smart thing where we're introduced to almost like a teen drama where we're just kind of seeing her go through these emotions of having lost a parent and how to deal with it, how to cope with it. At the same time, she's also discovering she has some sort of ability, um, almost a superpower. Yeah, it's and, called puberty. Yeah, puberty. <laughs> right. And so it's almost like an allegory. This this whole like discovering the superpower and being uh, freaked out from it and it's super intense is like leaning into what's really happening in her more realistic life where she's having a hard time uh, figuring out her sexuality, dealing with her dad's, um, her dad's past, her mom's, they don't get along because of, I think, the death of the dad. Yeah. Um, she has to take care of her little brother as if she's a parent. And so those kind of things are all like siphoned through the same kind of stress that all of a sudden this weird ability that she has is kind of showing up. But I liked it. Like I said, it's not Stranger Things good, but it's a good show. It's easy to watch. Um, it has a really gory final five minutes um, at the end of it, which <laughs> like you're like, holy crap. But I kind of saw it coming from a mile away. Well, because at the very beginning of episode one, you see her running towards you like the, the viewer yeah and she's all like blooded the cover in blood like carrie yeah right? like the movie carrie yeah. and i think that honestly that they had the movie carrie in mind yeah because there's a lot of things that touch on almost being like carrie because carrie um is a stephen king novel in a movie two movies actually i think they made it twice uh but she was famous for being telekinetic yeah and i i kind of think that's what this girl's power is too so while it's not the same circumstance that ends up her being all bloody like in Carrie, because in Carrie, I don't know if you remember the movie Carrie, they pour pig's blood on her because they're just mean for some right, reason. Right. And that's how she ends up covered in blood at the high school dance. Well, this girl ends up covered in blood for a completely different reason. Okay. And so, but I, I definitely think that they had Carrie in mind kind of when they put this all together. Okay. Well, I'm excited to see. It yeah. Should, I should finish it by this week. Oh, you probably finish yeah. it tonight if you like putting time into it. Right. It doesn't take any time to watch. Right. Um, it has some great actors. I think, so the pros for me is I really like the acting. I thought all the actors are really good. They brought in both kids from um, It. Yeah. So you have the female star of It and one of the male leads from It. The kid, was he the kid that broke his arm? In yeah, it? yeah. 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 So he's grown a lot. He's like way tall now. Yeah. So he's even taller than her. And it has a bunch of other really good young actors I also like um, the aesthetics of the show. And they did something that I noticed that a lot of shows have been doing lately, where the aesthetics in the, the scenes that they're in almost make you feel like it's the 80s. But then they're using current technology. So they kind of play this game with you as a viewer, where you're not sure if it's current day or if it's old. And another show that I, I had noticed that in was that sex education show. Right. And I looked it up, and sure enough, they did that on purpose. They said they purposely made it feel like the 80s, but gave them current technology so they could be this kind of wide range. Um, they had attributed it to being big fans of John Hughes. So I wouldn't be shocked if these people are also big fans of John Hughes and or maybe Stephen King even, because a lot of his stuff that was popular, like Carrie, happened in the 80s. Right. But uh, the other thing that I liked about the show was the music. I thought the music was super good because it was it was weird because it caught me so off guard because I'm like, wow, this sounds like kind of 80s pop punk, but I've never heard it before. And it was driving me nuts. Well, I was watching episode one, the the dude from It. Yeah. What the hell is his name in that show? On this show? 
Um, uh, what did they call him? I already forgot. Yeah, but he uh, introduced her into his new band called like, um, Blood Witch. Blood Witch. Right? Yeah. <laughs> and so, and then you told me something interesting about that. Yeah. What was interesting about it was because I was like, I really like this music. I like. Uh, this blood witch group. I mean, it's kind of cool. I mean, how, how has I missed this all these years? It must have been like so underground that I just wasn't cool enough. And so I looked it up, and it turns out Blood Witch is a completely created band just for the show. Like this band didn't exist before the show, right? Which is really neat. So I looked it up on Spotify, and um, on Spotify they have the Blood Witch album, and it's actually the album itself. I mean, the group is called Blood Witch. The album is called I'm Not Okay with This. And there's like 14 songs on there. And even though you only hear a few in the show, it's all kind of the same thing. And it turns out what they did is they wanted a, a new band that they can kind of mold to the show and make the music really fit the show. Right. Which is like incredibly clever. And it, the Blood Witch group is made of um, the one of the singers from the, the, the band Blur. Which is, you know, woohoo! Remember song three or whatever it was called? Oh, that one? Yeah. And um, also uh, another female singer whose name is escaping me right now. Oh, uh, Tatiana Ricard. She's an actress and a singer. And if you look her up on ID, IDBM like I did, she actually has one of her credits as Blood Witch Singer. Oh, so really? It's almost like an acting credit rather than a right. singing credit. It's kind of cool like how Netflix does it, right? Like, for example, when we talked about um, what was that one high school show that had a podcast? Oh, um, Daybreak. Yeah, Daybreak. So it has like they're, they're they're touching like all sorts of media. Yeah, and for them to like create their own band and, and even have an album up on Spotify, yeah. that's pretty clever. Yeah, Netflix is pushing the envelope of what we're used to seeing. Yeah, and I I like that. Um, they're not, they're willing to take chances. Where someone like Disney, um, they're quite the opposite. You, I saw some stuff about that Lizzie McGuire show, but they actually ended up canceling it. Oh yeah, yeah. because it was a little too adult for Disney. Right. I'm like, yeah. oh my god, Lizzie McGuire's too adult. Yeah, but you know she's all grown up now. You yeah, know? <laughs> Disney. I'm not sure if Disney Plus knows what it wants to be quite yet, but clearly once maybe just wants to be for kids. Right. But Netflix, on the other hand, is really exploring different medias and mediums of giving us content, and so it's super cool. Um, so this another fun fact about uh, um, I'm not okay with this is it's based on a graphic novel, and this guy is from Pittsburgh, and he also wrote the graphic novel of another Netflix show called uh, Into the Fucking World. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And is I, that like a British show? Yeah, it was a British show, but the author is still a, a dude from Pittsburgh. Right. So um, he's not. What's kind of interesting is. In the past, what we've seen, because uh, we, we've constantly said that uh, graphic novels make excellent shows and movies, and yeah. I don't know why they don't take more advantage of it. Yeah, the storyboard's right there for it's, you. Yeah, it's yeah. done. Yeah. All the work's been yeah. done. Um, I think Netflix has realized that. At least somebody over at Netflix has realized that. Maybe they heard a podcast. Yeah, maybe. Maybe mm -hmm. we've influenced them. Yeah. But uh, what's kind of cool is they're exploring really like independent comics. It's not just the mainstream stuff. And this, uh, I'm not okay with this book and the end of the effing world book are drawn by the, the artists on this is really independent. It's actually published up in our, our above state of Washington. And the books themselves are so simplistic. You know, we could draw it. It's really simple. Yeah, I was looking at them and then they kind of like reminded me of 
the artwork reminded me of like Diary of a Wimpy Kitty in a way. Sort of thing. Oh my God, you're absolutely right. right. Cause like my first thought was, oh, this is like Sunday morning comic strip. Remember those old newspaper comic yeah. strips? Yeah. But Diary of the Wimpy Kid is exactly what it looks yeah. like. So it's kind of funny that someone had the foresight to look at that. And I guess, cause I've never read this, this graphic novel that it, such deep, dark content could be associated with that <laughs> illustrations. Right. So the guy's not going to win any kind of art awards, but he's clearly really good at crafting a story. Maybe Netflix realized that, you know, the main comics are so drained out that there's not good content anymore, you know? And it's, it's overdone. Yeah. And so they're trying to reach out to different like platforms and different, you know. Yeah, different uh, independent comics. Yeah. And that's like what we talked about before. I'm super into indie comics because... The thing about the indie comic people, both the artists and the writers, is they're able to really explore topics that haven't been touched on yet. Right. Because, you know, if you're at Marvel, if you're at DC, you're kind of tied in with doing Spider-Man or Superman. You have these kind of, you can't, you can't have Superman go do something real strange because he's Superman. Yeah. And it's just like being retold over and over again. Right. You know? And then even when they do try to bring in the, the more independent imprints, they still have this big conglomerate sitting over top of it, kind of judging it. Yeah. Whereas these indie authors who are self-publishing and using these little publishing firms, they can do whatever they want. Yeah. Which is super cool. And I'm 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 proud of Netflix for taking chances on this type of stuff because both uh, I'm not okay with it and End of the F and World are good shows, both great shows. And I just enjoy it because uh, once you watch it, it doesn't end there. You know, there's yeah. there's more out there for you to like, consume. Yep. Yeah. I think what's kind of cool too with this particular author is it's a, a dude like my age, a 40-something-year-old guy, that he writes t- the teenage voice so well, especially mm-hmm. a female teenage voice. Right. It's like good for him. Maybe he has like a lot of teenage daughters. Maybe. Yeah. I you know, I didn't do enough uh, research. I probably should have. But yeah, that's, I thought it's pretty cool. Damn, we need to publish our little indie comic. That we're I know. <laughs> now that we know you don't actually have to be able to draw that good, yeah. <laughs> let's go. Netflix, well, we got a, a show for you to make. We got the next hit on our hands. So, um, also, I saw another uh, new trailer for Netflix, and I think that you're probably going to be more excited for this than I am, but uh, a new Transformers television show. Oh, yeah, yeah. I watched that, and I got my... Uh, transforming pants got pretty tight dude you transformed you're like you know (laughs) because like for me when i first started watching transformers it was like um 80s transformers right yeah you you, that that artwork really stuck with me yeah and they took that and made it like more modern looking yeah it looked kind of cool from the um because for me, I definitely watched the early '80s Transformers because I was that was my jam. Yeah, and then they came out obviously with the movies, and the first movie I thought was amazing, and then they just progressively got worse. But what was neat about this is it looks like it's a computer animated series, but when they show some of the faces, it almost looks like they go went back over the top of it and illustrated over the top. Yeah, so they have that more like old school illustration look to the the faces. Yeah, because when they move, you kind of see like, whoa, is it 3D? It yeah. looks 3D. And then you go like to certain scenes, it's like now drawn or 2D, you know? Yeah. It's really clever how they're doing it. And if you look at other like anime on um, Netflix, they have a lot of style like that too. Yeah. No, I, I dig it. I'm excited for, uh, it's called Transformers, Transformers War on Cybertron. And from the trailer, if you haven't watched the trailer, it looks 
like the whole thing takes place on the old planet of Cybertron, yeah. which is like where they're all from. Yeah, be like it's kind of like before how they got to Earth. Yeah, know? before they came to Earth and yeah. started doing all their wackadoo transformations. Um, you did have a good point though. Like, why are they still transforming into like cars and stuff? <laughs> yeah, because I thought that when they got to Earth, they scan right. Like, to, well, that's what we're known. Yeah, they scan a, a car or a truck and they like you know blend in. Yeah, but then in Cybertron, Optimus is still a big ass truck. <laughs> like, well, how does that work? You know, maybe like the only explanation would be they've come to Earth and they've gone back. Maybe maybe the Transformers, you know, because. From what little bit I remember is they were escaping how awful Cybertron had got. Yeah. And maybe they decided to go back and win it back. And that's why it's warring. Because they've yeah. gone back to kick some ass. I don't know. I don't really know the timeline of it. So yeah. we'll see. I don't know. But it looks pretty cool. So that's a, a hot new cartoon that's coming out on uh, Netflix. Dude, you know, Transformer, that, that's, that the whole franchise is basically made to sell toys, huh? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Because right? it was owned by Hasbro. And I'm pretty sure that they, yeah, back in those days, they specifically made cartoons to sell toys. Yeah, because I have a little little cousin. He's like uh, five. Yeah. And he, he doesn't go anywhere without his Transformer toys. Really? Yeah. It's, it's When I was a kid, so Transformers came out in the 80s, and I was just uh, poor white trash, so we couldn't always afford the best toys. They had these other ones called GoBots. You ever heard of a GoBot? <laughs> no. So, <laughs> GoBot was like the poor kid Transformers. And if I was, if I'd saved up or if I it was a birthday or something, my parents would give me the good Transformer toys. But if I was just, you know, like, oh, mom, please, you know, we're in the Payless. I'm like, please hook me up with a toy. We'd, you know, go through the toy aisle. They would sell these things called GoBots, and they were, I don't know, maybe. Four, four to five inches tall. And they were exactly the same thing as a Transformer. You would transform them into right. a car or something. But it's they were like, like cheap, yeah, <laughs> the cheaper materials. Yeah. And so I don't know if they actually ever made a GoBots cartoon. But I used to have a ton, a metric ton of GoBots, guys. Well, at that time, did you know that they were GoBots? Or did, you, or did, did your mom be like, no, these are Transformers? No, I, <laughs> no, she never tried to trick me. But for some reason, I don't know if it was the, the media had tricked me, you know, via the amazing morning commercials, you know, they would sell you. Or if they just, I was just happy to get a toy. But I remember thinking that GoBots were just as good as Transformers. And I liked, I kind of liked that they were smaller, you know, because Transformers were hardier. They're yeah. a bigger toy. And so I, I didn't mind getting the, the smaller GoBots. They were pretty cool. Yeah, I went to this little, uh, my little nephew's birthday party, and I bought him a uh, Optimus Prime. Oh, truck. nice. And I I didn't realize how hard it is for him to transform in and out. I was like, and these are made for kids? Yeah. yeah it they, took me a while. They're like, how the hell do you say transform? It's pretty yeah, hard. Some of them are pretty tricky. I remember when I, uh, my son was old enough for Transformers, we got him a few. Because Transformers toys have been around forever. They've never gone away. Yeah. And yeah, I same deal. I remember it was kind of hard to assemble them. It's like, what the heck? And there's never any instruction. No instructions. It's like I just, think there might be, but you usually taught. You're like, it's yeah. a toy. I got this. You yeah. chuck them right away. What was the coolest transformer toy you ever had? Do you remember? Because I specifically remember one that was amazing. Well, my favorite one I had was um, the like third evolution of Cheetor from. Che- Beast Wars. Okay, yeah. And it was freaking dope. What did he transform into? A cheetah. Oh, he, oh Cheetor <laughs> was a cheetah? Yeah. Oh, I thought maybe he's just a, a bad at poker or something. Yeah, because like, uh, basically when they came to Earth, they came to like the dinosaur area, you know? Right. Or, wait, is it dinosaur? 
So like no, no, prehistoric um, Earth. Wait, not prehistoric. Prehistoric because there's fossils. So like oh, they base their robot transformations yeah. off of fossils. But there's there's animals. They like That's why there's a cheetah. Oh okay. Yeah yeah. yeah. So he was like a regular cheetah, and then later on he like evolved to like a like a metal cheetah and <laughs> metalopolis. Yeah, cheetah. It's, it's pretty cool. My coolest one, and I, I think maybe it was Star Scream. I can't remember. They would never make this toy now. But I had, um, well, it was either Star Scream, Star Scream, or Megatron, and he transformed into a straight up laser gun, and it was dope. I don't know. You would, it was it was literally, I don't know. I'm showing you visually on a podcast, but it was probably a solid 12 inches long. And it, it like made sounds like doo, 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 you pull a trigger oh, and works. everything. It, yeah, because he would make the noises when he was a robot and you could transform him into like the laser gun. And the whole thing was like silver or chrome looking. It was the coolest toy ever. It has to be Megatron, right? Because Starscreen's always been like a, a plane. Like a plane right? Yeah, I don't know. I just remember thinking that it was one of the two. And I wish I still had it because I kept a lot of my toys from my Ute, and that's not one I kept. I wish I would have because that toy was so cool. Oh, I'm looking it up right now. You had to tell me whether which one it was. Is it this one? Let's see. No. Yo, yeah, it may have been. Who's that? Megatron. Yeah. It doesn't look as cool as I remember it. <laughs> <laughs> it was yeah. I think it was that. I was thinking more of like a laser gun. I was not. too because yeah. it made a laser gun noise. It wasn't right. like it was like two two. Looks like a handgun. Yeah, like like I said, they would never make that toy now. You imagine like a little kid walking through the stores carrying that little gun. Yeah. Like, what the hell? Yeah, people would freak out now. Yeah. Back in the day, though, like I'll tell you what, I had all sorts of toy guns when I was a kid, and my mom hated it. She, when we first started, when I first got into toys, and I'd get my GI Joes, she'd always make me throw the guns away. And I get it, you know, she was she was ahead of her time, right? Kind of realized the violence in it. But over, she gave up, you know, because I was a typical little boy. I, I would make finger guns. You couldn't get away. I'd have a stick. It would be a gun. So slowly over time, I got some pretty cool toy guns. Man, well, you could still get this guy for like 60 bucks on eBay. Oh, I should re-get him. He was cool. I, I have good memories with him. I had fun with him both because he was fun to play with both ways, right? Because right. you could play with him as the robot or you could just run around and shoot your friends. <laughs> which is a good time too. More than meets the eyes. More than meets the eye. GoBots. I wonder if the GoBots had a song. I don't even remember. I'm curious to GoBots. Yeah, look up GoBots. Yeah. yeah, GoBots were dope. See if you can see. What if GoBots are the ones that are worth like a bunch of money because they were like the junkie knockoff? Whoa. Checking it out. Yeah. Is there like a hot black market GoBot action? Dude, it's totally a Transformers ripoff, right? <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm yeah. telling you. Dude, that's funny. Yeah, I was big time into GoBots. It was kind of a dumb name, but whatever. I liked it. So, as you look at GoBots, I think I'm going to push this over to our, our next uh, adventure in our healthy stream. And uh, that's Amazon Prime. So I saw this, and I don't know if you saw this trailer or not, because I literally saw this right before we started uh, podcasting. Oh, so um, that's a solid no. <laughs> it's a no. Um, there's this brand new show coming out on Amazon Prime called uh, Tales from the Loop. Have you even heard of it? No. I hadn't either. So apparently it's based off of some old, like, 1980s German role-playing board game. What the heck? Which tells you it's going to be weird as hell. But it looks, visually, it looks amazing. Um, so the basic concept, see, I, I, have, I pulled it up here. Tales from the Loop? Tales from the Loop. So Tales from the Loop is an Amazon original, and um, it's set in the future... 
And it says, according to the official description, Tales from the Loop explores the town and people who live above the loop. A machine built to unlock and explore the mysteries of the universe, making things possible that were previously regulated only to science fiction. Um, it's a fantastical, mysterious uh, town with poignant human tales that are told the bare universal emotion experiences while the intrigue of the genre storytelling. But it caught my eye because the special effects in it look really good. It has a bunch of like actors you recognize, but not necessarily any huge names. Um, it says in the description that it had a really good budget, so they've spent some money on this show. And it just looks cool. It's like a sci-fi type show. Does it start kids? It has like a, a, a variety of kids in it, um, along with some adults. Um, basically, the older adults voicing over the the, um, the trailer as it goes through. And he talks about how he makes the impossible possible. And you see all this weird stuff happening, like snow going upside down, things floating. Like they have some really cool robot stuff going. There's this yeah. one scene where they're like in a field and the guy's doing something and the robot's mimicking the action almost like that movie Real Steel. Remember that movie? Oh, yeah, yeah. The movie and, was freaking hyped. Dude. Yeah, the movie's dope. Yeah. Um, they also had like some really cool like um, robot arms on human beings that they were using and things like that. So I'm pretty stoked. I don't know too much about it because it was a, it was kind of a, almost like a, a show off trailer where they're showing off all their effects and stuff like that. They didn't give us a ton of detail what the heck's going on. Yeah, I have no idea what it is. Yeah, it looks awesome. So everybody, check out Tales from the Loop um, trailer. I guess it premieres April third on Amazon Prime. Okay. So I'm I'm down. You know. Yeah, because I haven't been watching any shows on Amazon. Like I tried going back to Carnival Row. Yeah, and it's it? God, dude. I, it's such a hard. <laughs> well, I really want to watch Hunters because I've heard nothing but oh, good stuff. Yeah, yeah, that's probably the one I want to watch too. Yeah, so I'm definitely gonna watch Hunters, and I think I'll watch this Tales from the Loop show. And I still, I still might try to finish Carnival Row, but yeah. I haven't heard if they're gonna make a second season. Oh, maybe if they announce it, maybe I'll tr- go back. Go yeah, back if, I've heard, if I've heard it's canceled, it's done. Yeah. I'm not trying anymore. Yeah, and like good luck. Um, over at Hulu, Hulu, Hulu. Um, they announced uh, and they put out a trailer actually for Future Man season three. All right, I just watched that too because you told me. Yeah, that one I, we saw before we started. Um, what, do you, what do you think? So let's let's take two steps back. How many seasons of Future Man have you seen? One, just the first one. Didn't we talk about Future Man in like our podcasts, or is that just off air? I honestly don't remember. For a while, I talked about it all the time, but I feel like it would have. Both season one and two came out before we started this. Oh yeah, I think so. Because like I watched season one and I, I think I really I told you how great it was. Yeah. And then you watched it and it was. Yeah, you saw it before me. Yeah. And you were like, "This show is awesome." Because I'm like, "Okay, I'm down." And it was dope. Yeah. It's hilarious. And then um, season two, you watched it right before me, and you said it wasn't as good, so I didn't watch it yet. Yeah, they took yeah. a hard hard left for some reason in season two. So. Season one, if you haven't seen uh, Future Man, the basic premise is the, uh, this young guy. It's the kid from, it's PETA from Peta. Hunger Games. Yeah. He is uh, a, um, like a janitor at some cyber uh, place that makes, I don't know, futuristic stuff. Like genetics. Yeah, genetics, yeah. And um, But he's also a gamer. And so he plays this game. Do you remember the game is called in Future no, Man? No. So he plays some sort of game. Some kind of shooter game. Yeah. Yeah. And he ends up defeating some level no one has ever defeated. No, he defeated he beat the game. 
Okay, so he beat the game and no one had ever done that before. Yeah, because the game is like super, super hard and nobody could beat it. Right, okay. Yeah. So he beats the game that no one has ever beaten before. And everybody should know that this show is like really dirty, like jokey, like... Um, Think Seth Rogen. In yeah, it's a, it's a, well, it's produced by yeah. Seth Rogen. So it's a Seth Rogen type of humor. Yeah. And so as he beats the game, these two people from the future shove via some sort of like portal yeah. in his bedroom and he's in the middle of self-pleasuring. And uh, it's pretty funny right off the bat. But it turns out that they're like, okay, we created this video game to find someone who could defeat it. And that person's going to lead us to fix the future because the future's right. broken. So we've right. come back to fi- fix the future, but we need your help. So it was some kind of like training experiment. Yeah. You know? yeah. So they enlist him to help them because he's working. It just happens. He's working at the place where they create the genetic thing that screws up the future. And so they enlist him to help kill this dude. And it's really funny. The whole thing, I won't get too much into it, but they go through the whole thing. It's really good. Well, because of how they end up changing the future at the very end of season one, season two starts them in like an alternative future. Right. And it focuses, because I really thought the PETA character was the glue that held the show. Because the other two characters is a woman named Tiger and a male named Wolf. Right. And they're both real extreme caricatures of human beings. Yeah, they're freaking hilarious. They're hilarious, right? In small doses is what I learned. So what they did wrong, I think, in season two is they have whole episodes that focus nothing but on Tiger, whole episodes that focus too much on Wolf, and then poor PETA doesn't get hardly any love. Maybe it's like character development for them, you know? I guess. And so it's not terrible, but like season one was so perfect. It was Season one for me is a nine out of ten show, and that's really high. Season two is like a four out of ten show. Did you know that they're going to make season three? I didn't. No. Well, they kind of hinted at it at the end, but I kind of thought, well, this season sucked. They're not going to make any more of this. Right. But maybe because Seth Rogen is the producer, he kind of got it pushed through. So we just watched, both of us just watched the the trailer for season three, and it looks good. It looks like they've gone back to the good humor. Like them as a trio, just going between, like, no, traveling through time and space. Yeah, Yeah, so um, what we learned at the very end of season two is Seth Rogen is a character on the show, and he's been running this experiment. It's basically like an inter-time dimension uh, game show. And so he brings them all in and says, oh, you're now part of this game show to fix things. And so I think that's what season three is, is them competing in this weird inter-dimensional time lapse game show. But then the trailer says that they stolen a time-traveling, like, coin whatever yeah maybe they cheat because at the very beginning of the trailer they're clearly contestants yeah they got like the headbands on and the badges yeah, like, like they're the, on shirt, the prices yeah. right yeah and then yeah maybe you're right maybe they to escape seth rogan they steal something from him and start screwing things up in all sorts of different timelines yes yeah. that that very last part where he the pita was like next to like abraham lincoln yeah and he, abraham's like this is the worst play I've ever seen. <laughs> and Peter's just like, you don't know what's coming, bro. It's going to get so much worse. Yeah. And then at the very end, they say that it's his final season. Oh, it's the final season. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I'm hoping, because it looks like Seth Rogen also plays a much bigger part in this season, because he seems to be bound and determined to hunt them down, because yeah. they've stolen something from him, I guess. Um, this season will be funnier. Right. It'll really push the boundaries. The The trailer was definitely a red band trailer because they were swearing like sailors in the trailer. Yeah, and Tiger's like, how come every time we go to different times of um, the era, it's always like oppressed women? And he's like, every timeline <laughs> has oppressed women. Yeah. It's always been that way. That was a pretty good joke. 
Yeah. So like, the trailer got me hyped. I need to go watch season two. Yeah, you have to suffer through season two. Yeah. Uh, and maybe I'm wrong. Maybe you'll come back and be like, I love season two, but season two was a little bit of a struggle for me. It wasn't yeah. easy to watch like season yeah. one, but, uh, I think, yeah, go watch season two. So you're prepped and ready for season three. I didn't even notice. I, I should have checked harder, but I didn't see if it said, um, when it debuts. Oh, I totally forgot about that too. Yeah. I mean, it's common sense. We should have checked. Um, let's see. No, I don't even have it open anymore. So I'll look, we'll let, uh, you, um... we'll let Ren look that up while I continue moving through our our show list man so kind of staying with hulu and uh taking a nice slippery slope over into some tasty trailers the tasty trailers yum 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 i saw this really tasty trailer for a show called or a movie called big time adolescence did you see that trailer by any chance a movie a movie oh no no so it looks hilarious it's one of these kind of indie comedies and it stars uh, Pete Davidson of Saturday Night Live yeah. fame, of getting to bone Ariana Grande fame, which didn't, is probably the more famous he's for. Didn't they get married? No, remember? He, so it was some weird deal, right? So she, she's a weird herself. She was dating Mac Miller, and then she broke up with Mac Miller because he was too into drugs. And she started dating Pete Davidson, and it turns out he was too into drugs. And then Mac Miller, like, over OD'd and died. And so, the, so they broke up because it was just too weird for them since they're all a bunch of drug addicts. But Pete Davidson, I think, has cleaned up since then. And he seems like a pretty decent actor. And so this movie's called Big Time Adolescence. And um, he starts hanging out with his family. I think he's like the boyfriend of the daughter. But he gets really friendly with the um, the um, the, the daughter's uh, brother, younger brother. Yeah. Who is the kid from... Um, Lock and Key. So anybody who's watched Lock and Key, there's a uh, uh, Gabe. You remember Gabe? Turns out to be a real bad guy in the end. Yeah. Oh, spoiler. <laughs> <laughs> I all I meant was he's not a nice guy. That's all I said. Um, yeah, Gabe. He's a good little actor. So Gabe is the star alongside Pete Davidson in this movie, and it's basically uh, Pete Davidson kind of helping this kid. Uh, mature into an adult or into a, a, a older teenager yeah but i'll tell you what uh he doesn't look like he's the best role model and so it looks really funny whoa machine gun kelly's in here in what in this show oh in the the big time adolescence yeah he's probably a drug drug dealer because it looks like they're doing drugs a lot too oh, yeah but it looks really really funny um, they had this opening line. I should have wrote it down because it cracked me up because it starts off with them in like an, an art museum or something. Yeah. And they're looking at this painting and the, uh, the Gabe kid from Lock and Keys says, it just looks like a bunch of like squiggles and shit. And uh, Pete Davidson's like, that's all life is, man. Squiggles and shit. <laughs> and then he does this whole thing. It's really funny. Right. And so they do it better than me because I'm not a professional actor. I'll but, check it out. Yeah, check it out. I think everybody should check it out. That movie looks pretty good. And it's it's kind of cool that, you know, Hulu's being able to pull in these kind of movies like that. And Parasite, did you see that um, they landed the exclusive rights for Parasite once it comes over? Yeah, I need to watch that too. Yeah, I'm totally like, going to watch that. So hype. I want to see what the hype is about. It looks weird as hell, but I'm down. I'm totally down. Who's killing it with the tasty trailers from uh, Big Time Adolescence and Parasite? But there's another trailer that just came out that you were telling me about, and I actually watched it, and I'm actually kind of excited, called Candyman. Wait, is there mirrors around here? <sighs> Should I say it three no, times? No. Oh, wait, it's five times. It's not like 
what's the other one? Uh, Bloody Mary. Bloody Mary. And that's only three times, oh. right? So Candyman, we all remember from our youth, is the he was a black dude that like had bees coming around yeah. whenever he'd come kill you. Yeah. And if you said his name five times in a mirror, he'd show up and murder you. And so, um, tell us a little bit about Candyman because you're the one that t- told me about it. Well, I watched it when I was a kid, so I have no idea. Do you remember? <laughs> I don't remember anything. It's been so long. All yeah. I remember is were you traumatized? Yeah, I was so scared, <laughs> and then I hated bees. Yeah. Who's that? I don't know. And I think that I read that they got the same dude, so it's the original Candyman. Oh, really? Yeah, not a new Candyman. Maybe it's good because like I don't remember what what happened. Yeah. So it's like more refreshed. Yeah. Do you think you'll go back and rewatch the old? No, because there was a couple of them, like two or three. Yeah. I just I heard it just got worse, right? Yeah. Well, like all horror movies, maybe you only have to watch the OG yeah. and then the new one, and then yeah. you're set up. Like Leprechaun, Leprechaun Two, you know. You know, one of those Leprechaun movies had Jennifer Aniston in it. Yeah, pre-surgery. Yeah, yeah. with the nose. Yeah, just like on Friends, she really did fix her nose. Yeah. But yeah, the Candyman movie looks kind of cool. I, I'm excited because um, it's it's produced by Jordan Peele, who's been just killing it lately. Because we yeah. talked about him last podcast producing that Hunters TV show. Yeah. And this is along the same lines where he's got uh, the. Um, Kind of the, the minor, minorities, the less less affected, getting to like exact their revenge a little bit, and so it appears to me, and maybe I'm wrong from the way I watched the trailer, is um, and I read about this a little bit that the guy, the main star of this show, supposedly is the kid of one of the people from the previous Candyman movies, grown up. So he's an adult now, but he was a, he was a baby back in the original Candyman movies. Wait, so it's like a continuation? Yeah. Oh my god, I thought it was like a remake or something. No, this is like a whole new continuation. It's almost right. like a, a reimagining, but giving us some ties back. Almost like right. what they did with Halloween. Remember when they brought out the last Halloween movie, but they pretended only the first one ever existed, and the rest yeah. of them were just rumors? Yeah. I think this is the exact same idea. And so this guy's like crazy interested in the lore of Candyman. And so he starts trying to learn more about it. He seems to be like a painter and a photographer. He's some sort of artist. And he starts to realize that Candyman's not just fiction, it's real. And so he starts to take it out because I guess in the original Candyman, it was about the the poor African-Americans in the slums. Well, because this is a continuation and we're, we're in today's world, this has all been gentrified by the whites coming in and gentrifying the the slums, like what's happening everywhere. Right. And so this guy's kind of mad that all these white folk have moved into his neighborhood and made it overpriced so everybody who was living there can't live there anymore. And so he starts putting on these art shows and telling people about the Candyman experience. And he gets the white folks to look in the mirror and say Candyman five times. Yeah, then he's so getting they, killed off. So they get murdered. Yeah. I'm like, oh my God, this is so genius. I mean, the one thing I really like about uh, Jordan Peele is he brings a sense of reality, what's happening to our right. society today, and sticks it in these really fictional horror movies. And so I, I'm down. It almost looks towards the end as if the guy starts to lose control of it. Like he kind of enjoys it at first, kind of screwing with these folks, and then it gets too much for him. And it almost appears as if he's maybe transitioning into Candyman or becoming part of Candyman. Yeah, he's become Candyman. Yeah. Or like he's been possessed by Candyman right. or something. Or some sort of evolution of Candyman yeah. by taking over him. I don't know. But yeah, I mean, that looks pretty good. I mean, what, what we were talking about Jordan Peele earlier today. And you're like, oh, yeah, he does all the best horror stuff. Did you ever see when he did White Zombies when he was on Key and Peele? Yeah, dude. It's so funny. Like, <laughs> tell, tell me about it. 
because it was killing me. I couldn't believe it. I'm like, yeah. how did I miss this? It's basically white zombies. So the zombies are our races. <laughs> you gotta explain it better than that. So like, first off, it comes out right. Key and Peel are running, and they find like Hercules. Right, they're with Kevin Sorbo yeah. from the old TV show Hercules. Yeah, and then Zombie he's, comes in and eats him. Yeah, because he's like, I'll save the day. And then the yeah. zombies come in and rip him apart. And they're like, we got to go to the police station. But then there's like a horde of zombies. Yeah, the and world is like swarming with yeah, zombies. They're like, okay, let's go. And they keep running. And all of a sudden, they, they run towards the zombies. They, and the zombies are like dodging them. They're like, what the hell? <laughs> they start to realize that yeah. the zombies are avoiding them. Yeah. And then like there's one scene where um, there's zombies trapped in the car. And then... The zombies locked the door. Like, what's <laughs> and they're like trying to go in. They're like, no, go in. It was so funny. Yeah. I couldn't believe it. So it was exactly what you said at the beginning. It was racist zombies. And then another yeah. black dude rolls up. He's like, hey, man, isn't this awesome? I'm going to come to like my backyard barbecue. Uh, barbecue? <laughs> yeah. And there's a bunch of black people in the backyards eating barbecue and living life. I'm like, oh, shit. And yeah, some zombies are like trying to escape over the fence yeah. away from them. Yeah. I'm like, wow. So he's been, he's had this concept of kind of showing the reality of world through these horror genre that's kind of funny. Yeah. And he's, he's owning it. He's super yeah. good at it. So good on you, Jordan Pill. So that was kind of all I had for Tasty Trailers. I think what we're going to do now is we'll take a, a quick break and we'll come back with, hey, what you working on, Ren? And also our news jacuzzi. We got a Jurassic World um, story. We also have some Star Wars stories. I have a, is DC for sale? I don't know. I'll buy it. I have a luggage murder. And I have a sinking bad feeling about the Jungle Cruise at Disneyland. We'll talk about that when we come back. And we're back. I want to start off with a brand new segment. Um, I want to go over, we're calling it, Hey Ren, what you working on? So tell us, what have you been designing lately? We started this as a design podcast, yeah. and all we talk about is nerdy TV shows. I know. Well, right now, I just got a job from one of my um, college, not classmate, but just colleague. Okay. Yeah, so yeah. it was in the same school as you at the same time? Yeah, yeah. Her husband is actually a uh, streamer. He plays games and he streams. Like a Twitch streamer? Yeah, like a Twitch streamer. Nice. So she reached out to me. She's like, hey... I need you to um, help my husband design badges and emotes. And what's an emote? Emote is basically little um, uh, what do you call those emojis? Oh, okay. It looks like an emoji, right? Where uh, if like somebody subscribes to you, and depending on what, what tier level? that what tier you are, you you can like gain emotes to use while you're chatting. For like real? That. Yeah. And you can create your own. Yeah. That's super dope. Yeah. So I have my own Twitch channel, so I've done... Right, um, you know all this. Yeah. And then do, like, uh, layouts and uh, overlays and stuff to his yeah. Twitch channel. So, And then he also said to work on merch. Oh. Yeah, so this yeah. is always fun, you know. And so um, it's kind of cool to be um, starting to design, like, into, like, the game world. Because I've never really done that myself, you know. And, like, you know, e-games, yeah. you know, stuff the like e-gamers. that. Like, like, you know, for example, uh, What's-His-Face... Ninja. Oh, uh, Ninja's really like, popular, yeah, everybody you know? knows Ninja. Even probably people that don't play games. Yeah, you know, he, he gets his own, like, merch, mm-hmm. chairs, and logos. And there's a lot of, like, teams out there. So it's pretty fun. looks pretty cool. Yeah, I, I think that's awesome. Like, you're talking about it. It's, like, making my uh, e-gamer pants tight. Just thinking about all the abilities. And you almost wonder, like, all these younger Twitch people and younger gamers, um, the younger teams are just starting. Yeah. You know, the reason I think Ninja is so popular is because he's done an amazing job with his brand. Yeah, he's 
basically living every kid's dream, you know? Yeah, I mean, he does what everybody wants to do yeah. for a living. Yeah. And so, yeah, I'm thinking that why don't we, I mean, if people want to listen, or uh, we'll, we'll post it maybe on our social media as well. If you all out there have a Twitch, you want to be a Twitch a streamer or a, a gamer, um, and you want to get your own logo made and maybe some of your own merch, let's have a special. I mean, I mean, what do you think? What kind of deal should we do? I don't know. Maybe a good one. Like a good one, maybe yeah. like fifty dollars for your very own e gamer logo. How's that sound? Damn, that's... for the first. I gotta set a limit on this, otherwise we'll be we'll be buried. <laughs> uh, for the first twenty five people that like request through the website uh, visualantidesign.com, uh, we'll give the first twenty five people their own logo for twenty five dollars, and it'll be dope as hell. That's pretty sure. hot, dude. Right? I mean, that's super cheap. Even the like Fiverr type websites, you, yeah. Even though it's called Fiverr, here's a hint, people: uh, you're, you're working with people that don't know graphic design, and it costs more than five dollars for it, sure. It starts at five dollars. Yeah, and nobody <laughs> actually does. Like the only thing I've ever seen on there for five dollars was some guy said, "I'll break a watermelon and film it, and then I'll pull your like name out of it and show it to you." I'm like, what the? F- why would I want that? That's the dumbest thing ever. You know what it reminds me of when you go to like a nickel arcade? Yeah, five cent games. But in case it takes like forty eight nickels. Yeah, <laughs> God damn it! It's like every video game in there is like five bucks to play. Yeah, that's exactly what Fiverr is. You know what's funny? I went to my um, physical the other day for my doctor. Yeah, I'm getting old. Yeah, uh, that sucks. Happens to the best and he's of us. like, you still doing graphic design? Like, yeah, man. So what? What's your favorite thing to do? And I was like. Logos. Logos, so, yeah. Yeah, logos are my favorite thing to do, yeah, design-wise. Yeah. I agree. We, we can kill some logos, too. Yeah. So, yeah. Tw- first 25 people, 50 bucks will make you the hottest game logo ever. And someday when you're super famous, you can give us a shout-out. Yeah. So, that's pretty cool. Nice. I love that. Nice. So, um, so that's oh, what I'm working on. That's pretty cool. It's good to know that's what you're working on. I was working on, I can't get too far into the details, but maybe next episode, um, I was designing a, a packaging for a novelty item think of the kind of thing that you buy at like spencer's it's really um silly it's really funny um but not like not like where the uh, all the dc and marvel stuff is at but the other side right with the adult type things yeah Yeah. yeah. this is an adult joke for like a bachelorette type party and so it's really fun i got to design this packaging and hopefully as soon as he gets it uh, official I could we could show some pictures and talk about it because it yeah. it was cracking me up. Yeah, I'm like this is such a funny idea. I was excited that we got to do it. Yeah, everything about it was like hilarious. Yeah, and he's got some uh, more models coming out too. So we'll we'll get into that later. So that's is, why he, I, is he really going with all the other models? Yeah, at least three. So he's got like kind of like a premium version and yeah. then a completely different version for a different uh, type of consumer. Yeah, this is like a hot tease. I know, it's the hottest tease ever, but we'll come back with it and you guys will be like, I can't believe this is the stuff you work on because we'll work on anything and only when we work on it, it'll turn out awesome because it turned out great. I'm right. really stoked with how the, uh, the finished package looks. So that's pretty cool. But moving on to our new jacuzzi. I was going to start with this story. Uh, did you see that they're making a new Jurassic World? A movie? Yeah, movie. Um, no. I don't think so. So Chris Pratt, my uh, my man crush, he's one of my many man crushes, um, he tweeted that this Jurassic World movie is the um, end game of Jurassic Park movies. 
As in like Avengers Endgame? Yes. No way. Yeah, because he's... Is it a continuation of the last one? So it's a continuation of the last one, and the subtitle of it kind of gets you gives you a better idea of what the movie's about. Yeah. But before I tell you what that is, um, he tweeted basically, he considers this like Avengers Endgame because all the best characters come back. So apparently every single person that hasn't already been eaten by a dinosaur, yeah. from the OG Jurassic Parks all the way up to the new Jurassic Worlds... Oh, nice. ...gets to participate in this one. And so... He said that they have like uh, an amazing script, but that's the kind of thing he would say. Um, the, the actors are they're loaded with all the actors and characters from the the movies that had, like I said, haven't been chomped in half already, and that they have even better special effects than ever. And so the new movie, Jurassic World Three, I guess, right? Because it's the third one. Yeah, is going to be called Jurassic World Dominion. And Dominion. so yeah, Dominion to me means that it's like the. The dinosaurs are running things, right? Because it's whoever's dominion it is, it's their land, it's right. their thing, their world. Because at the end of the last one, they were loose into the world. Yes. Right? So I think it's going to be crazy where there's... I think the reason they're bringing in so many people from before is because I would imagine that they're fighting maybe dinosaurs in multiple locations all right. over the United States, all over the world. Like, they're everywhere all of a sudden. Because remember, all these people were bidding on them and trying to get them. And so I think uh, all hell is broken loose in the Jurassic world. Is this like a way to expand the universe? Oh, probably. Right. <laughs> Everything anybody does is a money grab. <laughs> right. So let's not kid ourselves. Right. But you know what? We were talking about like Ghostbusters. Yeah. It's like that same idea, right? Yeah, no, yeah. totally. It's totally like Ghostbusters. We're going to go fight T-Rex in New York. Well, I think what's yeah. happened, and we, we're all pretty aware of it at this point, is that Disney and uh, Marvel have figured out how to really pull together a lot of ideas and make mega movies out of them that make yeah. mega money. Yeah. And everybody wants to copy that. Everybody wants their own like cinematic universe. And so I think that this is their step in that direction. And so, I don't know. I'm kind of excited for it, but it could suck. I, I feel like the Jurassic World movies have progressively gotten worse, and there's only been two. Like The first one was kind of fun because you're like, oh, we're back, and I like Chris Pratt. But they weren't letting him be pratty enough. He was almost too serious, yeah. trying to be all yeah. like machismo and good looking. It's like I like it when he's like funny, and acting like, silly. Yeah, like Star Lord. Yeah, like Star Lord. Star Lord's perfect. Fun fact: my wife loves this series. Oh, really? Yeah, the, the new ones. Yeah, the Jurassic. So it's just your wife likes Jurassic World, like my wife likes Planet of the Apes. Yeah, for real. It's so weird. Yeah, she watched it on the other day. I was like, I've seen that movie like two times, and I'm good. And she's she rewatched it like. You can watch it by itself. Wasn't it, wait, we were talking about Baby Star Lord the other day, and it was what actor again? Is it the kid from It? I'm not It. I'm not okay with this. Yeah, same dude. Yeah, so there's a full circle right there. So the Baby Star Lord in the movie was played by the kid that plays I'm Not Okay With This and It. Yeah. So that's kind of cool. Uh, my second story is also in the kind of um, Marvel y Disney world. It's Star Wars, which is one of my favorite things to talk about. Oh, but, we're, gonna, we're, we're about to go an episode without Star Wars. Yeah, we didn't do it this time. Yeah. Um, this is when we had to put on our extra nerdy voices because this is like some straight nerd talk. So I'm going to say it like this. Uh, Star Wars has launched a brand new series of things called The High Republic. And so The High Republic isn't a new movie. It's not a new TV show. It is a set of books, comic books, um, graphic novels it's basically a publishing series of different media and what's kind of interesting about it is um, Disney and, uh, is a genius is what they are they're setting themselves up for 10 years down the line 
um, rather than going for the easy stuff. Because I think, honestly, they plan pretty well. Yeah. And I think they've got a lot of stuff still planned with the current Star Wars universe that we know and love. And so what they're doing is they're creating the building blocks for right. basically a new world. Like you've often mentioned, this is going to be so up your alley. Now, whether you read the books or the graphic novels, I don't know. But they're um, creating all new characters. And I guess this is like 20,000 years or something prior to the first Star Wars, 2,500 years before the current Star Wars stuff that we know and love. So like no Skywalker. Right. They said, right. yeah, it was 2,500 years because they said maybe there could be Yoda or something, but not likely. So it's going to be no characters that we know. Yeah, because Yoda is like, what, thousands? Yeah, he's old. Yeah. So they said maybe Yoda, but nobody else. Baby Yoda. Yeah, right? The actual baby Yoda. The OG baby Yoda. Um, But yeah, so all new characters and new bad guys. So this is back when the Jedi, I guess, were still pretty good, running around the universe, just doing good stuff. They weren't as conflicted. They hadn't been killed off a bunch like we had seen in the movies we're watching now. They're still like a group of Jedis. (laughs) Yeah, they're just a group of Jedi. They're almost like, uh, I like to think of them, the way they described it, it's almost like marshals. Like, you know, you have a marshal that can go around and he could, like, take, he'd be like, I'm a Texas marshal. And he's like, you run around any party he wants in Texas and take care of the law. Right. These are like the uh, Jedi marshals. They're running around different planets taking care of law. And they have a brand new bad guy. So, um, you know, the Jedi have fought the Mandalorian over time. They fought, obviously, the Republic and uh, all these other different groups. Yeah. Uh, they're fighting a bad guy called the Nil. Nil. Nihil. I don't know how you say it. I think it's the Nil. So it's spelled N-I-H-I-L-E. I I think it's the Nil. And the Nil, the Nil, because there's been a lot of um, illustrations already of these new characters, and they look dope. They're like, I don't know, gas mask wearing psychos. I don't know what the Nil are up to. So they're kind of like the big baddie, I guess, in this particular era of Star Wars land. And my guess is what we're going to see is they're going to start to really build this out. And they said... Because they're not affiliated with anything, right? They're giving the creators, they've hired all these different amazing writers and artists to, they're giving them free reign just to go with it. Right. And so everything is not like like now. You know how you do anything in Star Wars or the MCU? You're kind of tethered to this canon that you can't change. They get to just have fun with it, which is something that we haven't been doing in Star Wars in a long time. Yeah, because I want to just have something new and just grow with it. Yeah. And uh, it's coming out when we have better special effects and all that stuff. And by the time they finally get to doing TV shows and movies with it, yeah. they'll have a nice um, building blocks of all the different things that they've created in these books and graphic novels. And uh, I'm kind of excited for it. I mean, it's good to get kids reading again, too. And now, I mean, this is a hot series. Star Wars is hot. And so if this gets kids reading, I'm all for it. Plus, like you said, you know, they're targeting, they get to target the younger kids now, now and when they become like teenagers or something. They're all in, you know. Yeah, they'll be all in. Yeah. So I'm, I'm pretty stoked. I'm definitely gonna um, get some of it for my son because I think he'll like it. Yeah, I saw like an image of the of a Jedi wielding his lightsaber, and he had like a straight on like, like sword hilt, you know. Yeah, there was a I bunch. Was like, Whoa, of them. that looks that looks badass. Yeah, it looks it looks totally dope. So yeah, I'm stoked. So Star Wars High Republic. I believe the first novel is already for sale, or at least the first, very first one, is something you can purchase on Amazon now. And then there's, I guess, just more and more coming. Just there's gonna be like a whole selection of cosplaying now. Yeah, something to look forward to. Yeah. So my next story is still kind of in the comic-y world, uh, moving away from Star Wars. 
is uh, have you heard is DC for sale? I saw something about that. Yeah, but I didn't really read into it because I'm like, come on, they're not gonna get it right. No way. I don't know. It's so I first saw it on Twitter, and you know everything on Twitter is true. Yeah. <laughs> so I immediately thought, ah, stupid. I'm not even gonna pay attention to it. But then I've seen the story of it start to grow and grow and grow. And I guess what happened is um, DC fired one of their head dudes. It was like his name is like Dan Didio or something, and he'd been running the company for a really long time. But um, for those who don't know, DC uh, is owned by AT and T, which owns Warner Media. So technically, Warner Media owns DC, and AT and T owns Warner Media. And so uh, AT and T, I guess, is looking at the numbers, and they're really frustrated by how DC is continually being murdered by Marvel. Right. I mean, on all facets of things. I mean, they're getting killed with the movies, with the comics. Across the board, they're getting murdered by Marvel. And so, um, basically, what they're saying is because of the firing of Dan Didio, that DC may actually be looking to cut, or not, excuse me, AT&T, may be looking to cut bait on DC and sell them off to somebody else. And of course, this is where I think it's probably a bunch of BS is the um, internet immediately jumped to, well, Marvel's going to buy DC. Because <laughs> Marvel buys everything. Right, and it makes sense. But I don't know that they could. I'm not sure that the government, I don't know if we're just done with antitrust laws or monopolies aren't a thing anymore. Right. But I'm not sure that the government's going to allow um, uh, Disney to come in and buy DC because that would be crazy. But I wouldn't be shocked if uh, AT&T parted ways with them. So... I have I have two little games I want to play, two little thinking games. Number one, the easy one. Who do you think would be the best company to buy DC? HBO. That's great, but that's owned by Warner Brothers. <laughs> so they already own it. Damn it. So that was a good guess because they already own it. Amazon. Amazon. So that's a good guess. So Amazon would be awesome. I was thinking Netflix. I don't know if Netflix has a higher power behind it or if they're oh, a yeah. group. But what if Netflix came in and bought... Um, I don't know if they're ready to move on to more movies outside of Netflix. But that'd be pretty cool, too. Yeah, to get the whole DC Universe in there? Yeah. Because currently, um, <laughs> we go even further up the chain. So AT&T owns Warner Media. Warner Media owns DC. Warner Media also owns HBO. Mm-hmm. And so that's why you're going to see on that HBO Max channel all the DC shows. Uh, so anyways, my second game I wanted to play, and this is maybe even more thought-provoking, is uh, Ren. I've just hired you to be in charge of DC. What are you going to do to make it better? Make a universe. Well, I mean, they have a universe. Well, what I read too is why they were mad at that Dan DiDio guy is because he would create a new, he'd re-up the universe every five years, like just completely make some big event happen. Like there was something about a time crisis or some shit. And then they would reconfigure it and start fresh. Like they're in the middle of doing one called 5G, which definitely sounds like it's owned by AT&T. What the heck? Because it was the fifth time they've re- rebooted the universe. Right. And so um, you're saying that you would reboot the universe because that's what the last guy got fired for. <laughs> well, uh, what do you? where are you going to go? Like, Do you have to continue this progression? Right. I think I get what you're saying, though. You're, you're probably talking more about like, actual cinematic universe because they've been all over the board with their films i always thought it was it would be a good idea to like do the origin story as a series on like the streaming services rather than put that into a movie right you know like for example if, if we want to know more about how batman became batman we've yeah. seen that so many damn times you so know? many times like, like spider-man and then like it's to the point where they just do a little like um 
a, a, like a little what do you call it, like compilation at the very yeah. beginning of how he became Batman. Like, dude, we don't need that. We already know. So they'd save that for like the series or something. And then maybe if like you create, you know, your main dudes like Batman, Superman, all the on the main right. ones, and just do like origin stories on on them, and then save it, save the big screen for like the big movies. Yeah, no, I like it. I mean, I've always liked too the idea of them tying in all the media, so it all affects. If something happens on the television show, it, it can cross over to the movies. Yeah, if it happens in the movies, yeah. maybe it even cross back over into the comics. Because because Disney's doing that with like Winter Soldier. They're just starting to. Because yeah. remember, they didn't even do that at first. They yeah. were keeping. They did a really good job creating their movie cinematic universe, but they kept it separate from their Netflix shows. Yeah. But yeah, you're right. Now they've they've figured it out. I would love it if. Um, Whoever gets in charge of DC, whether it gets sold or not to Marvel, which would be crazy to me, um, for them to do that. Yeah. Just tie everything together and come up with one cohesive plan. If you're going to reboot the universe, go for it. Do it one last time. But reboot it knowing that you have this game plan, like a map, and you know where you're going to go. Because it just seems ridiculous that they keep rebooting the same movies over and over again. The final reboot, recast, fresh. Completely fresh. And everything's connected. Yeah. Uh, I think that'd be cool. So yeah, uh, DC. Uh, if you want to hire us, yeah. we're, we're we're free for that job. We'd be happy to help make DC awesome again. Um, if AT and T decides to license their characters out to Marvel, um, that's cool too. Which which team up are you wanting to see? Which let me ask you this: third fun game we can play. What DC character, if any, just one, pick one, would you like to see in a Marvel movie? In a Marvel movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if you can take, you can pluck any one DC character and pull them out of that poor cinematic universe that or maybe they've never even been in cinema yet and stick them in a Marvel movie, who would it be? I don't know. It's hard, right? It's like, hard, yeah. I automatically jump to Lobo because I feel like a Lobo would be really fun. Like a Lobo Deadpool? <laughs> I was almost thinking, what if Lobo showed up in Guardians? Guardians of the oh, Galaxy yeah, that makes sense. and then Lobo was like the villain at first until they realized, oh no, we're cool and they work together. Like typical hero stuff. Like they're flying their spaceship and all of a sudden you see Lobo riding his motorcycle in space. Like, well, it's just it. Lobo could roll in like a space version of Deadpool where he's just off the chain yeah. and acting crazy. Because that's what I always liked about Lobo. It was a lot different than Superman. Superman for me was always too much of a goody two shoes. Yeah. So for I'm choosing Lobo. Who would you pick? Uh, Arrow? No. Aquaman? Flash, well, like, those are like the main ones, you know. It's just kind of like Martian Manhunter. <laughs> I'm trying to think of some of the other Hawk Hawkman. Wasn't there a guy named Hawkman? Hawk guy? I think he's Hawkman. Hawkman? Yeah, he's. I remember I had a figure, but I can't remember. He's Hawk something. It wasn't Hawk Eye. It was Hawkman. Hawk guy. Hawk dude. I thought it was Hawk guy. Hawk girl. <laughs> was it? It's something like that. Is it a hot guy? <laughs> I don't know. You're probably right. This sounds so stupid to me. Who else? Um, Flash. Batman. I mean, if you redid Batman, he might be kind of cool in the Marvel universe. Yeah, but I mean, he can't do much though. He'd be like just Iron Man. Dude. Yeah. He'd be like Punisher. I don't know. I don't know why Batman never made like Iron Man suits for himself. Yeah. You're a rich boomer and you're he's super not, smart. He's man. not smart like uh, Tony Stark. Mm. Um, Maybe he'd be like, "Hey, Tony, hook me up." Yeah. Well, then he could like hook up with Tony. Yeah. I don't know, Robin. Oh, what about like uh, Red Hood or something? Oh, yeah. But like, you know, the Batman series, they're all just like human beings. And there's but nothing that's special true. about them. There's nothing. There are no superpowers. Well, Green yeah. Lantern, maybe. Could you make a cool version of the Green Lantern? Yeah, there's there's a few ones. There's like... Well, it depends on... I don't know. You suck at this game. I suck at this game. I, I win. Lobo's D- the winner. DC, I don't really know. 
I mean, you you know more about DC than I do because I, even as a kid, for some reason, I picked up on the fact that I didn't like DC. Like Marvel just felt more real to me. Like even though their characters were out there and had all these different powers, they weren't always goody two shoes. They they didn't always solve things. They were also flawed. I always felt like maybe that was the big difference for me. Is I felt like they didn't add enough flaws to the DC guys. The good yeah. guys were just too good. Maybe Batman was the only one. But well, everybody else was like, yeah, Batman still, but then he still like he still doesn't cross the line. He's got all these codes, yeah. and crap. I can't kill people. Yeah, you know, so. where Marvel would go ahead and just throw one of their characters under the bus and they'd yeah. go crazy for a bit yeah. all the time. So, anyways, the Flash. Okay, the Flash would be cool. I like the Flash. Which one? You have a specific Flash? Uh, movie Flash. Movie Flash. Because I like Ezra. He's Ezra cool. is pretty cool. Yeah, and he's in a weird ass band. Anybody yeah. ever wants to check out Ezra's band? I can't remember the name of it, but his music's strange. Well, it's kind of cool, though. It's, no, it's strange good, not yeah. strange bad. Yeah, it's yeah. strange like uh, Blood Witch. Yeah. Blood Witch, by the way, everybody run over to uh, Spotify and listen to that whole album because it's pretty good, too. It's real weird. So um, my next news story is about luggage murder. And uh, one of our coworkers actually told us about this, and I researched it to figure out what the hell is going on. And it's f- true? It is true. So you'd be shocked to find out that this storage, storage, this story of a woman killing her husband by putting him, stuffing him into a bag of luggage, came out of Florida. Of course it's Florida. Shocking. I know it's not Florida man today, it's Florida woman. So Florida woman um, ended up killing her husband by putting him in a piece of luggage and zipping him up. So when the police came and they found uh, the dead husband inside of said luggage, I wonder what it was. You think it was like Samsonite? Was it good luggage? Was it, is it, you know how we always joke about like, you should put me in this luggage, you know, and I'll fly to you to your yeah. destination. So you want to know what happened? Did that really happen? Well, here's what <laughs> happened. So we actually we actually know what happened. Okay. So they, the cops show up, and she's like, oh, my God, my, my husband died. And these are older people. And by the way, they look like you would expect Floridans to look like, right? So she says, we were playing a game of hide-and-seek. And these are adults in, like, their mid-40s to 50s. These <laughs> They shouldn't have been playing hide and seek. Yeah. She goes, we we're playing. Hide- she goes, we're drinking. We're we're drinking. We're having a good time, getting hammered. And we decided let's play hide and seek. So I helped zip him up in a suitcase. I'm like, who the fuck is you playing hide and seek with? If you already know where you put him, is it just dim too? Yeah. <laughs> she, she says, <laughs> she says, we're playing hide and seek. I zipped him into this luggage, and then I was so drunk that I passed out on the bed. And I, when I woke up, he was dead. I didn't realize he suffocated and died. It wasn't my fault. It was just a fun game of hide and seek where I already knew where he hit him. And so the cops said, well, that's weird. And this is Florida, so we're not so sure about that. So the cops are doing their investigation, and they get her phone. And so they open up her phone, and this idiot had filmed her actually murdering her husband, <laughs> where they were, in fact, drunk and having maybe a good time, but she had tricked him into the suitcase, okay? she For whatever reason, she convinced him, get in the suitcase, I bet you can't fit. Like <laughs> like, oh, like that episode where the guys rob Joey on Friends and they get him to get into the, like, the TV cabinet and then lock him in there and rob his house. Yeah, yeah. I bet you can't fit in there. So they, they, she gets this guy in the suitcase. Challenge accepted. She zips him up. And then she continues to film as he begs her to let him out. He's like, I can't breathe. Let me out. And she goes... This is what I feel like when you cheated on me. I couldn't breathe either when I found it out. And she like filmed him dying inside the suitcase, suffocating to death because it was revenge for him cheating on her. What the? <laughs> Did she even pass out? No. It was a straight up murder. The whole, her whole story was BS. 
why did she record it then? She's in, she was so angry that she went, I don't know, maybe she wanted to put it on like Instagram later. I don't know. <laughs> maybe there's some filters of her looking like a puppy as she's like Freaking murdering idiot, her dude. husband inside a piece of luggage. Isn't that crazy? This is a true story. This is a true story that just happened this week. You sure it's not Bad Boys 3? No, I'm not. Oh like, my gosh. Thank you, Florida. You brought us another amazing, amazing story. So, guys, do not cheat on your wife. Okay? And if you do, don't let them convince you to play the hide in the luggage game. Yeah. <laughs> so, and how many stories have we read? So, I mean, you, what you said is really the right thing, right? Don't be a dick. Don't cheat on your, your spouse, girlfriend, whatever it might be, because only bad stuff comes from it, right? You, you're hurting them, first of all. But, like, let's go back to John, or what was it? What was that guy's name? John something, like, lopped off his wiener. She, like, stripped, sheared off his wiener with some garden shears. Oh, I don't, I don't know. Yeah, so this guy cheated on his girlfriend, wife, somebody. She, oh, with like the um, the garden. Garden, garden shears, yeah, yeah. yeah. And she found out, and while he was sleeping, she sort of lopped off his manhood, picked it up, got in the car, drove down the highway, and tossed it out the window. And so that's totally what he deserved. But that's what I'm saying. Don't Just don't do it. Don't be yeah. a D-bag. Yeah. But, Man, that's a big-ass suitcase then, huh? That's what I was thinking. I'm not yeah. sure I have any luggage yeah. that I could get into. I'm thinking all my luggage is I... Like if I go like fetal position, yeah. right? Like, I don't know if I can. Either feel. he was a. I've never seen any video of it yet. Either he was a a little tiny guy, or maybe we're thinking suitcase, suitcase, and it's like one of those big box luggage things, like they used to tow it around in the old days. You know? Oh yeah, I have no idea. Because I don't know, like I don't have a piece of luggage I could fit inside of right yeah. now. Don't Not, don't try it at home, boys. Yeah. And so girls. <laughs> yeah, just so you know, you can uh, apparently suffocate in luggage and die. Maybe that's why he couldn't get out. Because I would imagine that if I was, say I did fit into a regular piece of zip-up luggage, that I would kick the hell out of it if I was suffocating. Maybe he was more in one of those, like, boxes that has the lid and stuff. And then yeah. she just straight up blocked him in. <laughs> yeah. I was imagine like, a little zipper. You I like, was, too. Unzip it, you know? Maybe it's more, like, lost in space. You know, when they all go hide inside that container? Oh, yeah. yeah they survive in space. So maybe he was in some sort of luggage container and she straight up suffocated him. Yeah. So we that's solved it. We solved that problem. Damn. Um, on my next, my next story, this is kind of, this actually happened today. It was trending on Twitter. Um, have you ever, you've been to Disneyland, right? Yeah. Do you like the Jungle Cruise? Yeah. I love the Jungle Cruise. In fact, the Jungle Cruise is my middle daughter's favorite ride. She has goals and ambitions to one day be a Jungle Cruise (laughs) director, I guess is what they call them. That's always like the first one we go to, I think. It's super fun. The line's never too bad. Yeah. Um, it's, it can be a wait depending on the day, but it's fun because the person who's operating it is like part of the show, right? Yeah. They're making puns, they're yeah. making jokes. They're in character the whole time. Yeah, yeah. because the, the ride itself is so kind of hokey that they know it and they yeah. play along. And so they make all these jokes as you're going along. And we love the Jungle Cruise. We've ridden it a zillion times. Well, for the first time ever today, today, one of the Jungle Cruise boats sank with all the people in it. No way. <laughs> yes. <laughs> There's a video of it. You can look at it. So uh, uh, I'm sure you'll have seen it by the time it's come out, but you probably like Google search it. So when you hear this, pop on your interwebs and Google search Jungle Cruise sinking, and you can see all these poor, overweight uh, Disney tourists <laughs> trying not to like sink into the water because the boat goes, it goes, I don't think it can sink all the way because I right. don't think there's that much water. It's not in that it. deep, right? Yeah, it's yeah. not a real, it's not a real river, my yeah. friends. Uh, sorry to ruin the illusion. So it sinks down enough though, where the water all comes into, I'd say knee high if you're stand yeah. up. So everybody's like trying to stand and maneuver on it, and things like sink into the water. 
All I can hope is that that Jungle Cruise director of that boat continued to make jokes. <laughs> and because I don't know the last time you've been on, there's always the double boats and they go past and they make fun of each other. Yeah. That the, the Jungle Cruise director on the non-sinking boat also made jokes. You know, I've got a sinking suspicion that their ride's not going well. You know, something. Yeah. It's, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. right there. Yeah. And so if they didn't, they've they've really missed the boat, if you get my drift. So, but uh, yeah, that's all I had for today. That, that's it. We'll, we could end on, you know, luggage death and Jungle Cruise sinking. You know, the Titanic to the Jungle Cruise. Yeah. But unlike the Jungle Cruise, this podcast is still riding high. We're never going to sink. Uh, make sure to check out Vigilante.com. Get in on your $25 deal. For your e gamer logo. Now? Oh shoot! Did I go down? I meant fifty bucks. Fifty. Take that away. I meant twenty five people at fifty dollars. Oh my gosh! I almost gave Oof. fifty people a twenty five dollar deal. That would have been terrible. Yeah, hot, hot deal. Yeah, might as well just come take my money at gunpoint. Yeah, we would be a sinking jungle cruise at that point. Make sure it's like a Megatron gun, though. Oh yeah, if you want to make a Megatron gun, we'll do that for sure. So yeah, uh, VigilanteDesign.com. First, twenty five people at fifty dollars. We'll sign you up. Otherwise, just keep listening. We'll keep having a good time that way. We'll catch you on the flippity flip. Bye. My uh, transforming pants got pretty tight. Dude. You transformed? Yeah. Like, <laughs>